0: The Nature Podcast is supported by Nature Plus, a flexible monthly subscription that grants immediate online access to the science journal Nature and over 50 other journals from the Nature Portfolio. More information at go.nature.com plus. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? This is an audio long read from Nature. In this episode, long COVID is a double curse in low-income nations. Here's why. Written by Heidi Ledford and read by me, Benjamin Thompson. Leticia Suarez stepped off the plane in Brazil, feeling traumatized and vulnerable. It was 2021 and she was returning home from Canada, where the final year of her postdoc in disease ecology had been marred, by long COVID. The condition left her with searing migraines, intense fatigue, body aches, and a variety of other ailments that came and went unpredictably but never improved. Suarez decided to return home, where she felt she would have better access to medical support if she were disabled and unemployed. Having encountered dismissive physicians in Canada, she hoped she would be better supported at home. But her arrival, brought fresh disappointment. More than a year into the Covid-19 pandemic, Suárez's physicians, friends and family in Brazil had still not heard of long Covid. People ask me whether long Covid is an illness of the global north, says Suárez, who now works from Salvador, Brazil, at the patient-led Research Collaborative, an international advocacy and research organisation focused on long Covid and associated conditions. They had never heard of it here. By some estimates, more than 4 million people in Brazil have long COVID. Yet researchers say the reaction that Suarez encountered is common in many low and middle income countries. Much of the world's research on long COVID is conducted in wealthy regions, and data on the prevalence or severity of the condition in other locales are more limited. Quote, the main story about long COVID in low and middle income countries is that there are relatively few studies, says Theo Voss, an epidemiologist at the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation in Seattle, Washington. Quote, but wherever people have looked at it, they find it. Unquote. Evidence so far suggests that the prevalence of long COVID in low and middle income countries could be similar to that of wealthier countries, although in both settings the numbers vary a lot. One review found that between 8 and 41% of people who had a SARS-CoV-2 infection but weren't hospitalised had symptoms. But a dearth of research on the condition in less wealthy countries creates a double curse. An absence of information about prevalence and risk factors leaves advocates hamstrung. Few physicians acknowledge that long COVID exists. The lack of data also hampers efforts to search for the mechanisms of the condition and tailor treatments. You need data for action, says Wasila Jassat, a public health specialist at Genesis Analytics, a consultancy firm in Johannesburg, South Africa. Quote, you need evidence to advocate for services, and you cannot just use data from other countries. Unquote. Long Covid is a complex condition brought on by infection with SARS-CoV-2. It has been linked to more than 200 symptoms, from brain fog or fatigue that makes it difficult to work, to debilitating pain and muscle weakness. The severity of the condition can vary, and for many people, symptoms come and go. There are days when they can function as they did before, or nearly so, only to find that their condition comes roaring back a day later. By some definitions, the conditions include any symptoms that appear or persist for more than three months after the initial infection. All of this makes the burden of long COVID difficult to measure, even in resource-rich countries. It's even harder to compare across studies, because different research groups might focus on various definitions and symptoms, or survey different groups of people. Low- and middle-income countries, a heterogeneous collection of more than 130 nations, face even more challenges. Many have been undermined economically by a legacy of colonialism and exploitation. Healthcare systems vary widely among these countries, but resources are strained in many of them relative to wealthier countries. It is already difficult to find resources for research, and that's compounded by the lack of centralised health data, says Jasat. In Brazil, for example, more than one-third of all workers are informally employed, meaning there is no systematic way to track how many days of work people miss due to illness. People are quietly dropping out of society, says Emma-Louise Aveling, a global public health researcher at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health in Boston, Massachusetts, who has interviewed healthcare workers and people with long COVID in Brazil for her research. Scientists have been trying to pin down the number of people with the condition. Worried that the burgeoning COVID-19 pandemic could worsen or lead to new cases of chronic illnesses, cardiologist Nazal seraf Sadegan at the Isfahan University of Medical Sciences in Iran launched a long-term study in March 2020. Her team found that 60% of individuals who were hospitalised with COVID-19 in Iran had symptoms a year after their infection. In South Africa, Jasat and her colleagues followed 3,700 people for six months in a study of COVID-19 outcomes and found that 39% still had at least one symptom six months after their initial infection. People who were hospitalised owing to COVID-19 were more likely to be affected than those who were not. 46.7% versus 18.5%. In a 2020 study, geriatricians Murillo Gias and Marlon Aliberci at the University of Sao Paulo, Brazil, and their colleagues found that one in three people admitted for COVID-19 to a hospital in Sao Paulo still had at least one symptom a year after they were discharged. Quote, that's a huge problem for the health system, says Ali Berci. Even so, that problem does not include cases of long COVID that arise after mild SARS-CoV-2 infection. Suarez says that most long COVID studies in Brazil do not address this gap, and it can be particularly hard to do so when few physicians are aware of the condition, how to diagnose it, or who might be at particular risk. Another reason to study long COVID in different contexts is that the condition might manifest differently from place to place. Many researchers suspect that there are multiple mechanisms underlying long COVID. The risk of the condition might be influenced by genetic and environmental factors, says Olufemi Erinoso, a public health researcher at the University of Nevada in Reno, who has studied long COVID in Lagos, Nigeria. Quote, we need to have a global approach to the disease to understand how genetics might affect the outcomes, unquote. To really grasp the mechanism of long COVID, researchers need study participants with diverse genetic backgrounds so that they can work out which cellular pathways are involved and how they might vary in different people. And the more researchers know about those pathways, the more potential targets they'll have for medicines to treat long COVID. Quote, not being able to approach the disease in a global concerted effort is a major impediment to a better understanding and a better therapy for everyone says Akiko Iwasaki, an immunologist at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. One trend that looks to be consistent worldwide is that the number of people who develop long COVID seems to be tapering off with the SARS-CoV-2 variants over the past two years. In South Africa, Jassat and her colleagues found a lower incidence of long COVID among those infected with the Omicron variant, compared with the beta or delta variants of the virus. UK researchers similarly found that Omicron infections were less likely than were Delta infections to lead to long COVID. The world has long since moved on from Omicron, but researchers suspect that growing levels of immunity from vaccination and infection could also be reducing the number of people at risk of developing long COVID across the globe, says paediatrician Daniel Munblit at Imperial College London, who has studied long COVID in children in Moscow. This is good news, with one small downside. New studies of long COVID could struggle to recruit participants. This year, Tariro Makadzange, executive director of the research organisation Charles River Medical Group in Harare, and her colleagues had trouble including the condition in a study because they found so few fresh cases. In the United States and Europe, large-scale efforts have begun the search for long COVID treatments. The US National Institutes of Health is running the 1.15 billion US dollar Researching COVID to Enhance Recovery, or RECOVER, program, some of which is directed at finding long COVID therapies. In the United Kingdom, a consortium of 30 hospitals and universities is also looking for treatments under the Stimulate ICP program. But whether any resulting treatments could transfer to lower-income settings is an open question, says infectious disease specialist Luis Felipe Reyes at the University of La Sabana in Bogota. He predicts a rerun of the inequalities that plagued the distribution of COVID-19 vaccines. Wealthier countries hoarded doses, and some types, such as the mRNA vaccines, were particularly difficult for many lower-income countries to use because they were expensive to produce and difficult to transport at the low temperatures they require. The rich countries are finding the treatments for these problems, but those solutions might not be transferable, Reyes says. For now, treatments for long Covid often involve careful rehabilitation – and, ideally, a collaborative team of specialists in different fields. Such intensive monitoring and care is difficult even for wealthy nations, let alone for countries with more strained healthcare systems, says Kimberly Canono, a vaccine specialist at Charles River Medical Group. But even with limited resources, some low- and middle-income countries have options that are not available in wealthier nations. For example, the public healthcare system in Brazil includes a network of community health workers who are embedded in neighborhoods and often know the occupants well. This network could be used to improve awareness, diagnosis, and treatment of long COVID in these regions, says Aveling. But even that approach relies on healthcare systems taking the condition seriously, which hasn't always happened with some other post-viral illnesses. Similar conditions can follow after other viral infections, including some tropical diseases. These have long been neglected, says anthropologist Gian Secarta at the Federal University of Rio Grande do Sul in Porto Alegre, Brazil, particularly when they affect marginalised communities. Often these patients complain that they are not taken seriously by doctors who tell them it's nothing and that it will pass soon, he says. The lack of recognition for their suffering becomes an additional source of frustration and distress for long COVID patients in impoverished countries. Suarez, who has been working with Aveling and others to characterize the impact of long COVID in Brazil, can see the effects of this. Long COVID and other post viral illnesses are effectively invisible. We need to show with data that people are going through these symptoms and the challenge that needs to be addressed, Suarez says. Then she sighs. I wish that we didn't have to. To read more of nature's long-form journalism, head over to nature.com slash news. Deep dive into the world of science with Nature Plus. From the vastness of the distant star systems to the intricacies of infectious diseases due to climate change, we've got you covered. Enjoy access to over 55 cutting-edge journals, breaking scientific news, and over a thousand new articles every month. Whether you're a seasoned researcher or just curious, Nature Plus simplifies complex studies. Plus, it's all available right at your fingertips on nature.com. Nature Plus: the key to unlocking the world's most significant scientific advances. Subscribe today at go.nature.com/plus.